The seventh rotation is a podcast committed to advancing Summit League volleyball and commending its student athletes on their accolades and devotion to the sport. This podcast is hosted by Maddie Boston and Joel Kaskinen. So I'm guessing that what you all just heard is what I can expect to be on mine and Joel's TikToks later this week when we are in Omaha together. I'm sure there will be a lot of that. Um, a lot. Need a seventh rotation. Of absolutely not. Absolutely not. Wait. Also, I apologize to everyone who just witnessed. <laughs> that whatever that was of whatever that was <laughs> that is so funny why do i do um, that that's a question that you have suddenly to answer. this is no longer seven the rotation this is joel's therapy session <laughs> no we had that before we started recording that, I, I, it's, it's continuing <laughs> Let me tell you guys something. We, Joel works late. So he was like, can we record late tonight? I was like, yeah, sure. Um, So nine o'clock, my time. We get on our platform. We're in the, like the video call. We're like about to record, right? And we just start talking. It's now 10.04 and we've been recording for a minute and 42 seconds. And that never happens. We usually just hop on and like do the dang thing. Um, Tonight we failed to do so. <laughs> tonight. Joel was spiraling, and I said, Madison, babe, it's time to chat. And then we chatted, and here we are recording. And then once Joel was done spiraling, Madison spiraled, so it's fine. (laughs) We're doing well, y'all. Let's cut all of this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we should leave all of it. I mean, I don't really actually care. Do you think I, feel I like care if anything is ever cut from any of the shows that I produce? No, Zero I've chance. heard it's all in my head. You do not care. I don't cut a single thing from my episodes. I feel like being transparent with your listeners like makes them stay. Like, I want them to know me as a person. You know what I mean? Oh, I, honey, I think they know me. You can't see that when I'm, like, taking a drink. I could have spit that all over my laptop. It would have been out of commission for the weekend. Good thing I have multiple computers. I do not, because I am not a rich bitch yet. Okay. Um, The plan for this week... Well, actually, let me tell you all. I panicked and decided to change my flight because I did have a refundable flight on Thursday. So I got that money back and spent like an extra 150 to fly in on Wednesday. So I am now flying in on Wednesday. I will be there more than 24 hours before the first match. And I also packed all of my professional nice clothes in my carry-on just in case some crazy shit happens to my luggage. They will be in my checked bag on the way home, but for the way there, I will have them on my person 
so that if anything crazy happens, I can still slay the day. Wait, but if you look better than me. I will. We already discussed. Also, we have to match and look cute, so I will be sending you, like, a list, you know? Well, I have literally literally nothing, so you'd better prepare. That's false. I've already told you. I don't know what to wear to look cute. Like, how do you look cute and comfy and warm in the winter? You will. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. I'm not impressed. Okay. Here is our plan for the night. We are going to discuss NCAA news, results from those matches to watch that we told y'all about last week. We will tell you who the automatic qualifiers are thus far. There are quite a few of them. Um, We then will talk about the Summer League Tournament. That's what we're here for. We have predictions for you, so stick around for those. You will probably disagree with some of them, um, but that's what we're here for. We're here to shake it up. So let's talk about what's going on in the NCAA. Last week, Louisville did what I said they had to do and came out strong, and they actually swept Pitt. And I'm kind of surprised. I did not expect that to happen, but they did. I did not expect this, and let me tell you, when this happened, the amount of, like, elation, but I was, like, stunned, excited, that Pitt was swept by Louisville. I was not happy at all, Um, but, you know, we've been discussing that all season. We had discussed it, so I was like, holy shit. They absolutely needed to come out and do this thing. And that's exactly what they did. Um, Kentucky and Florida <laughs> split. They split Kentucky and Florida split their two matches, but both of them were sweeps. So Kentucky swept Florida and Florida swept Kentucky. Also, Nebraska swept Purdue. So that's those are the big things that happened in the NCAA last I weekend. I knew that one was gonna happen for sure. The only upcoming ranked matchup left in the regular season is I believe tonight, Wednesday night, Georgia Tech at number seven pit. Thir- number 13 Georgia Tech at number seven pit. Having seen Georgia Tech play last week, I think Pitt should be fine to come out with this one. Probably three to one pit. Maybe three to two, but I do expect pit to win um but we'll see other than that there's really nothing crazy going on in like power five ncaa one thing that i did want to point out that i actually did not know until last week because i made a comment about the sec conference tournament and then i was like wait i don't think they have a conference tournament and i looked it up and found a list of conferences that do not have a conference volleyball tournament they simply award their aq bid to the team that won the regular season in the conference those conferences are the aac the acc big 10 big 12 big west pac 12 sec and west coast they all give their aq to the regular season champion and do not host a conference volleyball tournament 
I, to some extent, understand why they do that. I don't like it because I like conference tournaments, but also as a mid-major baby. Like, the Summit could never afford, not financially afford, but, like, afford in terms of notoriety, publicity, um, credibility, all of those things. The Summit League could never afford to do that because they're not getting two teams into the tournament every year. This year is probably the closest that we'll ever be to getting two teams in, and that's if USD loses, but I still don't think um, that that we're going to get two teams in this year. But, like, the Summit League is not a two-bid league at this point. Those conferences are. I mean, the West Coast is going to get San Diego, BYU, Pepperdine, and hopefully LMU, the West Coast Conference should get four teams in, with three of them being at-larges. Um, the Pac-12 is going to get Colorado and Washington for sure. The Big 12 and Big 10 are each going to get four, five, maybe six teams, maybe seven. The ACC is going to get at least four, probably. So, like, these are all conferences that they don't need a tournament because half the damn conference is getting it anyway which honestly is kind of the problem. It's kind of disgusting if you ask me, but that's where the extremely competitive volleyball is right now. Hopefully that changes in the future. I would love to see that shift because I think that there is competitive volleyball in other conferences. For example, I watched the MIAC final last night and holy cow, that was insane. If you look at it on paper, it doesn't look like it was that competitive, um, but it was. But also Delaware State, watch the heck out for them because they are ready to slaughter whoever they face. Is, is that who ended up winning? Yes. Who were they playing against? Coppin. That's right. Yep, 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 yep. Um, I was going to say, of the, ter- the um, leagues, the conferences that do not have a conference tournament the AAC is the only one that surprises me that they don't have one I don't even know who all is in the AAC like I know some I feel like I need to look it up now no that's what I'm saying like because they're a mid-major a smaller conference that most people don't know of Right. It surprises me that they don't have a conference tournament because they they could potentially benefit from it. Yeah. They'll get Houston. Houston will be in because they're they won the conference. Um and UCF. SMU maybe. Oh UC oh. SMU, UCF, and Houston are in the AAC? Yeah. I guess I feel like I only knew Houston. That makes sense. Yeah, the rest, I mean, it's a total drop off. Houston's 18 and 0, UCF 17 and 1, SMU 14 and 4. And then Wichita State at 11 and 6. And then Memphis at 8 and 10. So from 3 to 4 is like a half step down and from 4 to 5 is a big gap. Hmm. 
Interessante. Anyway, let's Correct. move on. Anyway, I was just gonna um, say, let's move on. <laughs> here are the automatic qualifiers that we already know. These are all conferences that have had their tournaments and had a champion. America East is Maryland, Baltimore County. A10 is Loyola, Chicago. Atlantic Sun, Florida Gulf Coast. Big South is High Point. The CAA is Towson. Remember that Towson won the Pitt Panther Challenge back in September and beat Pitt three to one. Granted, that was September, but they did beat Pitt three to one. So I don't care if it was April. They beat Pitt three to one. Their only loss comes in conference, and it was in five sets to Elon. Um, conference USA, Rice, who is ranked, what are they, 21-ish? 21-22, something like that. Yeah. Um, Horizon League, Wright State, Yale out of the Ivy, Quinnipiac out of the MAAC, Delaware State out of the MEAC, Fairleigh Dickinson out of the Northeast, Colgate from the Patriot, Samford from Samford from the SOCON, um, Law out of the Southland, that's southeastern Louisiana. I just from football, we're just we call them Sea Law all the time. Um, Florida A and M out of the SWAC. Couldn't figure out who Sea Law was. Some you people probably reevaluate your. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I've been asked before by people just like kidding, what I everyone. Say. No judgment, but also no judgment. Do your research. Um, Florida A and M out of the SWAC. Shout out to Florida A&M after getting completely robbed out of the FCS football playoffs because you should have been there. Um, JMU. they're bringing it in the volleyball playoffs. They are. JMU out of the Sun Belt and Stephen F. Austin out of the WAC. Those are your automatic qualifiers right now. Still waiting on the OVC that we will have. When will we have that? Tonight, right? Should have that tonight. Tonight. And it looks like Tennessee State. So that's not listed on the website that I was looking at, but potentially Tennessee State, question mark, out of the OVC. Um, waiting on the Missouri Valley, we should have that on Wednesday. You might we be right have, there. We should have the MAC on Wednesday. Um, Mountain West, we will get on Friday. And then the rest of those, oh, Summit, obviously, we'll get on Saturday. Um, and then the rest of those people that don't have, that just do the regular season, we'll all get after this weekend. Um, and then Big East and Big Sky both play this weekend as well, and we will get those on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we're only waiting on a few, 10-ish that we're waiting on, maybe 12 or something. So that's exciting to know a lot of these teams that are in sleepers out of that list that i just read to you obviously delaware state already said that towson i think is a bit of a sleeper and honestly florida a&m a bit of a sleeper i would watch out for famu if i were you The Mac we should and, have and the tomorrow. Because I just watched the Mac, though. I just watched Mac semis tonight. Also, I was gonna How bring that, that up go? and I, I completely forgot. Okay. I was gonna um, say we talked about this. I watched Mac Semis. I also watched um Valley Quarters. Listen, in the first set 
of the Valley Quarters between Illinois, Chicago, and Valpo, I literally told my husband, I was like, it was so close the whole time. And I was like, honestly, if they both keep the same energy, this could go five. Then I turned it off because that wasn't the match that I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch Buffalo and Bowling Green. So after Bowling Green swept Buffalo, I flipped back to the Valley and mm-hmm. saw that Illinois Chicago was up 2-0. Like, okay, fine. I assumed that it was still close. And in the third set, it was 21 to 6. So I was like, what is happening here? So when I turned it on, it's 21 to 6, UIC. Oh my land. Valpo goes, Valpo goes on an 11 to 2 run to get it to 17-23. And then that's how it ended was 1725. But I oh, was like, no. from the time that I turned it on, they, they went no, 11 impressive. to 2. Literally, Joe was getting into it. Like two teams that I, I have no stake in. Like I was just watching volleyball for the sake of watching conference volleyball. And I was like, I kind of hope they pull it off or like get it close. Because that is just I six points. They went on an eleven to two run. I couldn't believe it. No, that's wild. It was crazy. Anywho's, we'll be back with what you are really here for. All of our summer league tournament talk in a hot minute. Hey, summer stands. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Maddie and I are in a fight. It's Stop, not really we're... a fight. It's, that's inaccurate. Joel's not communicating, though. Communicating decently. <laughs> we have different definitions of decent. Okay, let's talk about the Seven League Tournament. So... It's tourney time, baby. And this Thursday, we have number four, Denver, playing the number five, South Dakota State University Jackrabbits at 4 p.m. The winner gets number one, South Dakota, at 4 p.m. on Friday. And then we have number three, North Dakota State, versus number six, North Dakota playing at 7 p.m. And the winner of that game gets number two and host school, Omaha, at 7 p.m. Also on Friday. Did I make that dramatic enough? You did. I'm very, <laughs> very proud of you and also a little creeped out. Um, Just kidding. Let's break down this let's four and five down. match. Um, let's get down. Let's break it no, down to business. No, no. Okay. <laughs> Take this as you will. It's going to sound a little biased since I am the Jackrabbit and I'm. that's obviously the match that I'm talking about. Um, that being said, I watched a lot of volleyball and I feel like I know what's going on here. So if you didn't know, there are two teams that South Dakota State has not defeated this season, Denver and USD. SDSU has come close to defeating USD um, 
has never come as close to defeating Denver. I don't really know why that is. You could chalk it up to first match jitters. Um, the very first Summit League match that SDSU played this season was against Denver in Brookings. It was at home on September 22nd. Um, Denver won three to one. SDSU looked okay in that match. I would have preferred that they look a little better, um, but it really to me, in that situation, it really just was that Denver was the better team at that point in time. What I will say, and in no way am I saying that this directly translates, because if you look at the stats for the next match between SDSU and Denver, it doesn't correlate at all. But in this specific match, Denver scored 74 points, and they also had 74 digs. They dug up as many points as they scored, and that is exactly why they won that night. SDSU threw down a lot of kills or excuse me, a lot of attempts that just didn't land because Denver dug out so many balls. That's literally insane. SDSU scored 54 points and had 51 digs. So again, this does not directly correlate like 90% of the time, but this specific match it did. But I, I do think the fact, I do think that Denver's Denver's dig effort is the reason that they won that match. They literally dug out as many balls as they killed. Or scored, I guess. Um, with that, Jaden Makovica and Crystal Burke led the digout effort for SDSU, and I do feel that they're going to be expected to do so again. They've been doing that all season. Um, but I do feel like specifically the reason that they've been able to stay in matches against Denver for a little bit is because of what's happening in the back row. In that first match, Denver had three Pios in double digits as far as kills go, and it was Haley Green, Katie Boyer, and Jordan Lockwood. The second match, there were three in double digits. It was not the same three. I want to say it was Boyer, Lockwood, and Memphis, Glasgow, but there might have been a Haley or a Brianna Green in there as well. I'm not really sure. That being said, the second time that Denver and SDSU played, Denver swept SDSU in Denver. However, this is where I bring up my point. Like I always say, a sweep does not mean it was not competitive. The first set went 29-27. And the third set went 27-25. So that's six extra points in the first set and three extra points in the second set. Maybe four or five, depending on where SDSU was when Denver had their first set point and match point. Anyway. Extra points um, is the point that I'm trying to make. I don't do math, so I'm trusting you on all of this. Great. I don't do math either, um, but I appreciate your trust in me. Anyway, I the first... I was listening to you like, uh-huh, yes, that's great. It sounds <laughs> I love that. Okay, say less. Yep, that is <laughs> why I put you on this podcast with me, because I knew that you would be my hype, and I just needed that in my life. Um. Anyway, Denver did sweep, but two sets out of three went extra points. So that doesn't, I, it was extremely competitive. SDSU looked a lot better that night than they did the first time. I will tell you that. There were 12 blocks total in that match and eight of them came on the part of Denver. So for me, this second time that they played each other was really a case of Denver hitting around to block and finding holes in the court where they could send the ball. So going into Thursday, as I said, Denver outside of USD is the only team that the Jacks have not beaten. I'm sure they would love to check that off of their list, beating Denver this year. For me, the key to the win 
is to get blocks up on time, cover more consistently, slash adjust for angles. Denver is one of those teams that when they find an angle that works for them, they're going to hammer it until you cut them mm-hmm. off. The Jacks yeah. have failed to cut them off. The other issue with that that I was going to bring up earlier that I completely forgot, how I was saying that um, there were three double-digit kills in the first match, and then in the second match, it was two or three different people. So like a total of seven or eight people that are like in double digit kills for Denver consistently seven or eight different girls that can kill the ball. So when you cut one off, they're going to go to somebody else. So SDSU has to be able to keep up with that, which is a dangerous game to play. That's why Denver is good. It's a feat. It's a feat. Yes. Like that's exactly why Denver is good. Correct. In addition to that, distribute the wealth on offense. So do exactly what Denver's doing. I know coaches say, like, play our game. But in this case, SDSU is going to have to play a little bit of Denver's game. They're going to have to give them a little bit so that they can take more back. And then the biggest, absolute biggest thing for SDSU, in my opinion, is to win one of the first two sets. I don't care if it's the first or the second. They cannot get down nothing to two. They absolutely can't. They're not going to come back from that. Right. Yep. A reverse sweep against Denver is not going to happen right. for SDSU. So I I would prefer that they win the first set, just like Dan had said, they expect to go out and win the first set. But if they can get up 1-0 or get in a tie 1-1 in the first two sets, then I think that they have a chance. Comments, questions, concerns, disagreements? I really was just trying to take all of the last part of that in. I don't think I have any disagreements, no. That's no fun, but at the same time, I love that. No, I it's like no fun because I feel like podcasts are for debate, but I also appreciate like feeling like I nailed it. (laughs) I just feel like anything that I would say would just add noise to the podcast because I would just be reiterating what you said. Well, all right, let's move on and talk about the three, six match then. <laughs> oh, you want me Wait, to just go so that you can it? disagree do you with want everything? Me to take it? Go ahead. I'll fill in the gaps. Go ahead. <laughs> just me assuming that you're going to leave gaps. I did not mean for that to come off that way. I'm so sorry. I literally was like, okay, I guess I'll take it. be confident spread your wings spread your wings okay for the three to six match or three six match three v six match whatever you want to say i love that you're like be confident spread your wings and then i correct everything i've said so far (laughs) anyway in the three six match both matches between these teams went to five sets so We already know that it's going to be tough. They split both of those five set matches. So these two teams know how to battle. They're going to keep doing it in the tournament. We really already have said multiple times that we don't think that anyone is going to sweep anyone in the tournament. And knowing that these two teams already have it out for each other, it's going to be wild. So, here we go. NDSU just beat USD 3-1. First off, as a coyote, 
I'm pissed. As a summit stan and as someone who hosts this podcast and is as unbiased as I can be, great for the league, great for the tournament. Loved to see it. Allie Hinsey scored so well in the last match. Um, she reached this incredible milestone, 1,000 kills. So congratulations, Allie Hinsey. In the 3-6 match, we have NDSU just beating USD 3-1, followed immediately by getting swept by SDSU. And then we have UND getting swept by USD to finish the regular season. So we know that in this match, we have a lot. We have teams that have battled all through the season, and there's a lot riding on this. So the 3-6 match is going to be very interesting. Madison, thoughts? I, this one is really tough for me because it's already gone both ways this year. Yeah, exactly. And not only has it gone both ways, but it's gone both ways in five sets <laughs> both times this year. I just feel like I feel like it's got to be on the positive hand exciting for these teams to face off in the conference tournament. But I also feel like it's got to be exhausting. Like, I guess I I know you're not going to see someone new because it's your conference tournament, but it's got to get old to, like, play your rival. But at the same time, like, if SDSU wins their first match, they're going to play their rival again right. right and they did last year in the conference semifinal. they have they have it's still i mean there's no excitement in it but i get yeah i, get I wish that i making. wish that i were more excited for und ndsu i'm just not and i don't know why it feels deflating that's terrible as like this this like hobby that I'm doing this like podcasting thing like I should be excited about all of it and most of the time I am but I just feel like I just wanted to see something else in the first round that feels like a championship to me and it's so I guess that should make it more exciting that it's happening in the first round but it I just wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting it but it'll be what it'll be um we're gonna get to predictions here in a second um I guess I'll just save it for my for the predictions that we're going to get to in like 10 seconds. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back. You go first. I will follow Sue. Okay. Let's go round by round. Oh, let's so, do that. Yeah. Good call. My first round. I am on upset alert all the way. The Jacks are hungry to check those last two teams off their list. It has to start with Denver before they can get to USD. Um, And I think that UND knows that they are very capable of beating NDSU. Granted, one thing I didn't say earlier, like we talked about UND just getting swept by SDSU. Um, Wait, did they get swept by SDSU? Swept by USD. No, USD. Did they three to one against SDSU? Or one to three? They won a set against SDSU, I think. Yes. Anyway. They won okay. a set. Yep. 
UND did just get swept at the end of the season. So did NDSU by SDSU. They both ended their season. They both ended their season losing a sweep. Losing a sweep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that UND is a little bit of the sleeper. Um, I don't know if NDSU is going to come out of their funk. I expect it to be competitive, but I don't think I expect it. I expect it to be competitive, um, but I don't think I expect NDSU to win. So in the three to six, I'm going UND three, NDSU two. In the four or five, I'm going SDSU three, Denver two. I expect to see two five-set matches. I expect the fifth set between UND and NDSU, that NDSU runs out of gas. Like, I am seeing a 15 to 9 or a 15 to 10 in favor of UND. Over NDSU. Yeah. I think so. A little hopeful, maybe. Um, but I just, when they split their five sets this season, neither one of them won at home. UND won in Fargo and NDSU won in the Betty. In, in Grand Forks. Forks. Yeah. That's a good point. I think, I think that UND can beat. Well, I know that they can beat NDSU. But also, I really don't know what the F is going to happen. I don't have a damn clue. I I just don't either. This is what I'm feeling. I'm feeling two five matches. I have SDSU three. As a Yote fan, I cringe saying that. Say it louder for the homies in the back. But I You're going to hate that this is recorded. I, I can't haunt you with this forever. That's okay. I have no shame about this. I have SDSU winning against Denver 3-2 to two in the first round. And I have NDSU winning over UND 3-1. to one. And I don't disagree with what you just said, Madison. I think UND definitely has the capacity, has the ability, has the talent and the confidence and the chemistry to beat NDSU. I really do. But my prediction is NDSU pulls it out and it's going to be a 3-1 match against UND. I was going to have to rely on... Ali Barth off the pin or um, Syra on the outside. They're not going to get anything out of the middle. I'll tell you that right now because Marissa Stockman is there. Marissa Stockman's going to, yeah, she's going to. They are getting absolutely nothing out of the middle. They have, I mean, who else do they have? They've got um, uh, Norris, um, Emma, Elizabeth Norris. Elizabeth. I was like, all of the E-names, there's literally... Do you know how many E-names there are in the Summit League? Too many. Yeah, exactly. Elizabeth Norris, she's going to bring some heat. Obviously, Marissa Stockman's going to bring some heat. 
I mean, you've got Ashley I, Nolson I'm not on the outside. With you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think what's what we're that saying NDSU is that NDSU can't beat or that UND can't beat NDSU. I just think that it's going to be a battle. Basically, what we're saying is we both picked opposite predictions, um, and we both know full well that the other person is probably right. <laughs> That's what we're <laughs> yes. saying. That's Correct. what we're saying. Okay. okay. Who are your second round? Second round. SDSU three, USD one. Well, that's lies. That's not no. Listen, I called it last week. I told you that USD was going to lose to NDSU, and that it was going to be three to one. You did tell me that. It's like okay, um, and I was right. And I'm not saying that I'm going to be right all the time, but here's the thing. I'm you're going putting to make... it out there on public record that you're. Well, yeah, I am, but I'm. I'm gonna make a connection. <laughs> I'm gonna make a connection that's usually made in basketball, and I know that the volleyball programs are a little bit different than the basketball programs, but in basketball, there has been years where USDs beat SDSU twice, and then they get to the Denny and SDSU wins, or vice versa. Both of these teams are really hard to beat three times. And I just think that it's SDSU's time. I think they're hungry. Like I said, USD is one of those two teams that they've not been able to check off their list. And they've come so egregiously, disgustingly close to doing so. We have what happened last year in the tournament when they played them in the semifinals and came so, 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 so close. And I did not sit down for like an hour and a half or two hours. I literally was just pacing in Joe's living room. Like, I feel like it's going to be that type of situation again. However, this time I think SDSU is going to come out on top and I think that they are going to do it in four. I would love, I'm, I'm predicting with my heart a little bit. I would love to see them do it in four. Realistically, it's probably going to be five, but I'm going to I'm going to put four out there so that if it happens, I can say I was right. Uh, I'm with you. I get it. Here's another I thing. I have them in my second round. I have it going to a five-set match. I do have USC winning, but that's my Kyle hopeful, my Kyle faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm with you. I have it going to a five-set match um, because I know SDSU is tough and I know that they want it right now. I'm not like I'm not denying that. I'm not doubting that. Like I just also have faith in my coyotes. I think that even more than SDSU, USD is the most guilty of setting one person too much. And it works with these other teams, but I don't think it's gonna setting? work against setting. Setting one person. Too I much. don't think that it's gonna work this time. Like I think that they're gonna listen. Elizabeth Junkie's great. She can hit around any block that you put up. However, we're talking two days in a row now. Three for the Jacks, two for USD since they get a buy. But we're talking mm-hmm. potentially ten sets of volleyball in two days. 
you're not yeah. going to be able to exhaust your options as you normally would. I don't disagree. I, I, I said that from the beginning. I don't disagree with you. And I don't think, well, no one is as strong as Elizabeth Junkie. That's just a fact. But I don't think that those other options for USD are used to being utilized as much as they're going to have to be utilized this weekend. Sure. Okay. Well, in the next uh, matchup for the second round, I predicted that Omaha was going to win in three over NDSU two. Okay. So another five set match. Yes. I honestly, or obviously picked UND over NDSU in the first um, round. I think that this is where UND falls off the wagon, and I think that Omaha is going to take them three to one. Omaha doesn't like five set matches. They don't deal with anyone's shit. Um, their brooms are out and ready. So I think that I don't think they're going to sweep. Cause I don't think anyone's going to sweep in the tournament, but I think they're going to take care of business in four um, on their court. They're at the, the highest, except for not having the one seed having the two they're still getting a buy they're at the highest advantage here because they're in baxter they're in their own gym they didn't have to go anywhere they could wake up on thanksgiving morning and roll into the gym in their sweats they didn't have to travel um none of that so they're they're obviously the highest advantage they're going to be the most comfortable i would hope i would assume um so i think that they're going to take care of business let's move on to the championship I'm making you go first. Okay. For the championship, I have it USD over NDSU in another five set match because I have a feeling we're going to have a million and one of them. I feel that it is going to be USD three and VSU two. For me, I changed this three times before we started recording because I couldn't decide. and let me tell you why i came to this conclusion so i have omaha over sdsu three to one in my heart i really want it to be three to two um because when the jacks beat omaha this season it was three to two it was in five sets but i don't know that the Jacks have that many sets in them to play five with Denver, play Mm -hmm. four with USD, and then come and play five with Omaha. I really think that if the Jacks don't win the first set against Omaha in the championship, assuming that they get there, that they're going to get gassed out and and just not be able to make it. Um, So I am going with Omaha three to one. Dan... Okay, Crystal, yeah. Akila, Sydney, Ella, Katie, all of you, please prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. I do not want that to be what it is. I'm not saying that because I don't believe in you. I just think based on what I've seen this season that that's Omaha at home. Like that's what's likely to happen. Please prove me wrong. I love you all to bits and pieces. Don't get mad at me. I don't think anyone is listening to our podcast is getting mad at you. I hope not. 
I think they're going to be mad at me for cackling and for reading your <laughs> prediction. <laughs> yeah, that was dumb. Did you prep at all? I did not. No, I told you that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've had a crazy, hectic week and have literally had not a chance to write a single thing in our shared Google document. At least I watched the games. True. I can only ask so much of you. I can only give so much. What I do want to talk about before we go, um, you people will have the answer to these player and coach of the year predictions by the time that you hear this because they are coming out today at 10 a.m. and you're probably hearing this today at like 4 p.m. but we're recording this (laughs) on Monday so these are actually predictions for me the player of the year Elizabeth Junkie no questions asked you cannot protest that in any way shape or form first team obviously Junkie because she's going to be the POI Um, I would put Crystal Burke on the first team. I would probably put literally anyone from Denver on the first team. Um, Shayla McCormick, debatable first team or second team, probably first for me. I'm not going to get that far into it, um, into the teams, but Elizabeth Junkie, player of the year. Coach of the year. I'm going to do what I did on the basketball podcast last season. I have who I think it's going to be and who I would prefer it be. Who I think it's going to be, Leanne Williamson. No questions asked. Who I would prefer it to be, not because I dislike Leanne um, or the Yotes. I love what's nice. happening in the league. We know you don't like the I Well, no, but I love what they're doing for the league and for volleyball. And I, Leanne is an amazing human, as is everyone on the team. I would prefer that it be Jossie Tupac. Because for me, the coach of the year is someone who has made a huge impact. And it's not that Leanne hasn't made a huge impact. Um... But Jesse has, like, they were 1-29 in last season with zero conference wins. They were one match away from losing 30 matches last season. Like, that's gross. That's disgusting. That's awful. Jesse comes in, and they are now in the Summit League tournament. Like, tell me that's not the coach of the year. I mean, I don't disagree. I think he has. I mean, between he and J-Lo, I mean, like, they totally shifted the culture of volleyball in the state of North Dakota. I'm, I am absolutely seconding everything that you are saying right now. Like, I'm smelling what you're stepping in. I'm picking up what you're t- putting down. Like, I'm all about this. Like, Jesse Tupac, Jennifer Lopez, those two have done incredible and uh, i am not in disagreement like my coaches of the year one of those two like yeah and to like no question to echo that the j-lo conversation 
definitely someone that I thought about and like would consider if I had a vote. But the reason that I would pass her over and go to Tupac is because it's a bigger improvement. They both improved. They both made an improvement. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah, one, yeah. In tw- one in 29 to the Summit League tournament is a massive, massive, massive jump. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was just typing all of that out so that way I could make sure that both of us remembered all of this. Um, my predictions, my player, coach of the year, first team, whatever, all of that jazz, um, my awards would be obviously Elizabeth Junkie on the first team, Crystal Burke, Syra Tanchin, Elizabeth Norris, Brittany Wolf, Brittany? Bridget, Brittany, Brittany, and Madison Harms. Um, Wait, that's only six. It probably won't be more than that. I don't know. In basketball, it's not more than that. I don't know. I'm not sure how it works for volleyball, what their numbers are. I don't remember. In my head, I was thinking it was seven because that's, you know, six plus the rotation. Um, Anyway. I, yeah, those would be my six. That would be who I would say first team. I know that's not all of the like positions. And I know that that's not like every, that it would not be a starting six, you know, it wouldn't be a starting seven, you know, um, like this is just the people that I would say in terms of accomplishments, accolades, like performance this season, there's so many others that I feel are deserving, but I would say those six are it. My coach of the year, like I just said, Jesse Tupac or Jennifer Lopez, I think they've really shifted the culture of volleyball in the state of North Dakota. I think that they've added a lot of experience and expertise and camaraderie like they really do love the sport and they really do love their teams and that's abundantly clear from talking to them so i would say they like added an element of like camaraderie and community to the summit league as well i would say one of those two or like a co-coach of the year situation anywho yeah those are my awards i think rotation end of the year awards are in. I think that something to think about with North Dakota too, is that they have had the talent, but maybe not the culture um, or had something missing across their sports in general like not just volleyball in the past and volleyball doing so well for them this year i it looks good on und like as a summit leaguer it's like hey und's back like let's pick this up again like we've been struggling like it just feels good to know that they are being successful in something and like granted they have hockey but that's not a summit league thing so that's why i'm not like discussing that Um, But in basketball, like, I've wanted them to succeed, and they're just not there. Um, But that's because, you know, there's so many gaps in the league here and there. But volleyball is a sport in the Summit League where there really are not that many gaps. Like, if you look at the records, it kind of looks like there are. But even all the way down through Kansas City and Oral Roberts this year, like, they, Kansas City was close. They were close. 
they came back and almost reverse swept um, SDSU last yeah. weekend. Like, oh, it yeah. was scary for a hot second. They're right there. And I think ORU is right around the corner. I really do. Um, so volleyball, to me, seems like one of the only, if not the only, sport where there's not a big gap from top to middle to lower third. Like, there's really only a couple teams in volleyball this year that just couldn't quite get it going. But the other eight were competing the entire time. And I think that that's a great problem to have. I would love for the Summit to eventually be a two-bid league. And I think that eventually it will. I would love that. But I also... league in volleyball, basketball. I would love to see us be a two-bid league in soccer. We could we could get there. And I think quickly, we could get I there think. in all three of the I also in softball. Yes. Um, but I want us to be a multi-bid league that still has a conference tournament. I don't want to end up like some of those that don't that just give it to the regular season champion. That's a crock of crap. Never do that. Never change. Um I don't yeah. want that either. I, I want a I think we could get there. Hell yeah. Conference tournaments are so much fun. They're just fun. They're so much but, fun. And we're, the, my point in all of this is that volleyball is so competitive in the league. We were competing for seeds and to get in until the very last weekend. Uh, yeah. Yes. And I think that's great. Yes, we were. So. We will see you in Omaha but don't worry we won't be done we'll be back with an episode about whoever's going to the tournament and probably more after that because I don't see a life where me and Joel are not doing this I can't give it up I can't give it up we're just like non-stop talking about volleyball even when it's not in season (laughs) yeah probably honestly love that all right well we will literally see you all Tomorrow. I'm yes, hoping that when you hear this, I've safely made it to Omaha and into our Airbnb. <laughs> yes. But until then, remember to hashtag stand the summit. Stand the summit. Bye. Bye.